What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. It's Sam here today with part seven of eight of our NFL preview by division. And we're here today with the NFC South preview. So it's going to be a fun one. Tom Brady and Drew Brees' division. And so let's get right into it. As always, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I mean, leave whatever review you want. I appreciate it either way. And then follow on Spotify and Anchor and like and all that type of stuff. I really appreciate anything like that. But today we're just going to be previewing the NFC South, just going over the teams, the rosters, fantasy analysis as well, some 2021 draft analysis, just full-on there's no other word for it. Full-on analysis of each and every team in that division. I've done the whole AFC and the NFC East and South, or NFC East and North already. So go check those out before you check out this one. But today, we've got the Saints, Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons to go over. And we're going to go last place to first place in the division. Give you our standings, predictions, and everything else. And it's going to be a fun time. So, without further ado, let's get a start here. And the Carolina Panthers are my, the, my last place prediction here. And I have them going 3-13. and 13. And you might think, you know, maybe it's because they switch quarterbacks. Maybe it's because they have a new coach. And it's, it's actually mostly because of their defense. But we'll go over their roster and I'll tell you why. So, they added Teddy Bridgewater. He's probably going to be their starting quarterback. Which, I mean... He was all right in New Orleans. He was good enough. I mean, but that was with pretty stacked offense. But his offensive uh, support supporting cast isn't too bad. He's a good offensive coach and new coach Matt Rule, so he should be good enough. He's got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, best running back in the league. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel for wide receivers, and Ian Thomas at tight end. Just a, a young group of guys, and they'll be all right with Teddy Bridgewater. Not a very good O-line, though. They added Russell Okung in that Trey Turner trade. It was a pretty dumb trade, but... And Russell Okung has had, like, health problems, so I don't I don't even know, honestly. Like, their O-line is pretty bad. And, you know, switching quarterbacks and coaches won't really help their offense, at least in this pandemic season, so... Another defense is even worse, honestly. They drafted Derek Brown in the first round. He's just about the only... Well, actually, they have uh, second-year player Brian Burns on the edge, so their D-line isn't terrible. Plus, they got second-rounder Yuder Gross-Matos on the edge. Then when you get to linebacker, Luke Keekley retired. Shaq Thompson is their top dog there. I mean, it's not the best, but I think he could rise and be pretty good now that Keekley is gone. And their secondary could possibly be the worst in the league. They lost James Bradbury. Dante Jackson is going to have to be their cornerback one. And besides him, they're really, really thin everywhere else. I'm pretty sure they re-signed Trey Boston in safety. But that's not really anything exceptional. So their defensive playmakers are going to be Derek Brown, probably Dante Jackson, Shaq Thompson, and uh, Brian Burns maybe. And otherwise, there's just a lot of holes. And pretty much same with offense. Offense is going to be McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and not too much else with like little contributions from Robbie Anderson. So it's going to be a tough year in Carolina. I really, I think that 
And for them to be any good, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to be an absolute god. If they even want to make it to 500, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to be an absolute god. I'll say that right now. Then in terms of fantasy, obviously Christian McCaffrey is pretty much everybody's consensus number one overall pick. And rightfully so. He gets all the receptions. He gets all the carries. He does it all. So if you have the number one overall pick, I recommend taking C-Mac. So... He's got a lot of value, obviously. I think DJ Moore has very good value as well. Teddy Bridgewater is used to throwing to Michael Thomas, the big reception guy. And DJ Moore could quite possibly be not on Michael Thomas's level, but play that kind of role. And so in full PPR leagues especially, I like DJ Moore a lot. So those two guys will have good fantasy impact. I do recommend drafting them if you get the chance. Then in terms of the draft, I'm thinking they're going to get a high pick, obviously. And a lot of people think they're going to take a quarterback, and that includes me at this point. Trevor Lawrence, if they get the number number one overall pick, and then Justin Fields and Trey Lance could also be there. So watch out for a pick like that. And if they don't do that, then they could always upgrade the defense pretty much anywhere. So, so yeah, I'd say defense anywhere or quarterback is where they go 2021 draft especially if they get a high pick even though teddy bridgewater is uh, is gonna have another two years on his contract i don't think that should stop them at all so yeah carolina panthers three and 13 that sounds about right judging by their roster and especially since their division is pretty tough and since the third place team the atlanta falcons is 9-7 and seven in my predictions. I have the Atlanta Falcons finishing third in the NFC South at 9-7. and seven. And we'll go over their roster. they got Matt Ryan returning. He's been their quarterback for probably almost 10 years at this point, maybe even more. They've got uh, newly signed Todd Gurley in the backfield. Hopefully he can have a resurgence for them. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley should be a great tandem this year, especially Calvin. I think he's going to ascend pretty fast. Then they traded for Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Uh, he's a new addition, just stepping in for Austin Hooper. I don't think that's a big drop-off at all. I think Hurst is a sleeper. O-line should be better than last year because, well, they've got vets Jake Matthews and Alex Mack. Plus, uh, plus they have uh, second-year guys Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom there. Trying to think of who their fifth starter is. I want to say it's like Jermon Brown or something like that. But their O-line should be better, especially as Lindstrom and McGarry mature. Even though McGarry didn't look the best last year. You know, I think especially Lindstrom will be a very good player in the future. Their defense is a little bit worrisome, though. I think their offense will put up plenty of points, but the defense could be an issue. We've got Grady Jarrett on the D-line. And they signed Dante Fowler to be their edge rusher. I think that was a good pickup there. On In their linebacking core, they've got Deion Jones. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's one of the league's best young linebackers. Secondary, hopefully Keanu Neal, strong safety, can stay healthy. And um, they've got DeMonte Casey, I, I believe, at free safety. Not a bad safety tandem in those two. Their cornerback group is a little bit worrisome, though. They spent a first-rounder on A.J. Terrell. Uh, I don't, I don't, they draft him really high, I think, for where he should have gone. And I don't think he's going to be their number one cornerback. 
in the future so you know i'm not really sure where that was coming from besides the fact that they just had a gaping hole at uh cornerback so you know their defense is could could be pretty bad like the panthers but if Deion jones and keanu neal can stay healthy then it'll be good enough and i think their offense is going to put up tons of points tons and tons of points so for fantasy Matt Ryan is always somewhat viable, I guess, on weeks that they're playing the Panthers. Watch him on the waiver wire. I'll say that. Julio Jones is always going to be a top five wide receiver as long as he's in the league. And then Calvin Ridley is definitely a sleeper. You know, I think he's going to get more targets. Now, Mohamed Sanu will be gone for the whole season. He, he got a much bigger workload once Sanu left. Just look at his game logs, and uh, you'll see that from last year until he got hurt for, like, the last four weeks. So definitely watch out for Calvin Ridley. Then Hayden Hurst is also a sleeper because uh, Austin Hooper had such a big role last year, and I think Hurst could easily pick that up. And then Todd Gurley, who's oft injured, but if he can stay healthy for the Falcons, then I can see him being a productive fantasy back. Then for the 2021 draft... I see them going basically basically like the Panthers anywhere on defense pretty much. Like they could go cornerback, edge, linebacker if they wanted to. Just anywhere on the defense. I'd say cornerback first and foremost because I don't really trust AJ Terrell. But that's just me. So nine and seven for Atlanta. It's a little bit lofty compared to what most people say. But I'm sticking with it. You know, I've put We've predicted a resurgence for years, and I'm thinking this year. I mean, even though I don't have them in the playoffs, keep that in mind. They're the nine seed for me. Uh, just, you know, I think they'll be better than last year, that's for sure. So second place, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 11-5, and five, fifth seed in the NFC. So t I believe Tom Brady will have a successful first season in Tampa Bay. And I'll go over their roster. They got TB12 in Tampa Bay as their quarterback. Recently signed Leonard Fournette to be in the backfield with him. And Ronald Jones will back Fournette up. So we've got good depth of running back, especially with Keyshawn Vaughn there too. And Dare Ogunbowale as well. As for the receiving core, it's obviously one of the best in the league. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, absolute studs. And probably the best tight end room in the league overall. They've got Gronk coming back. O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. Probably all starting level tight ends. And they've got just three of them. So, And Tom Brady loves his tight ends. So keep that in mind. I think they're going to run out of two tight end sets a ton this year. I mean, you remember what they did, what the Patriots did with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez back in the day. Uh, rest in peace, Aaron Hernandez. But... Now they'll do it with Gronk and O.J. Howard, so I think they'll be giving defenses flashbacks, that's for sure. The O-line is it's a little bit shaky, but they drafted Tristan Wirfs, who's my favorite O-lineman in the 2020 draft class, to play right tackle. Donovan Smith, their left tackle, very underrated, and left guard Ali Marpet is their best O-lineman for sure. And then the rest is a little bit up in the air, but, you know, they'll be good enough for Tom Brady I think you know Tom Brady in that release time so 
it'll be good enough for him, I think. He could Tom Brady could get sacked a lot though, I'll say that. But their defense is heavily, heavily underrated in my opinion. They've got Shaq Barrett returning, who had like I think almost twenty sacks last year. Not quite twenty. I believe it was like nineteen and a half or nineteen. He had a lot of sacks, so that's the point. Very good uh, middle linebacker duo in Levante David and Devin White as well. Jason Pierre-Paul, Ndamukong Sue, those veterans on the uh, defensive front as well. And Vita Vea, who's often underrated as a nose tackle. He's a very good young player. Their secondary is probably more underrated. we got Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, and... I believe it's Sean Murphy bunting at cornerback. Those three guys are really young, really hungry. I think they're going to be really good. And safeties, they drafted Antoine Winfield to play free safety. And I'm not really sure who they're going to have at strong safety. Maybe Jordan Whitehead or something like that. But it's a good young secondary and more of an experienced front seven, I would say. And I think that defense is very, very underrated. And I like them being a top 10 unit this year, especially with Tom Brady eating up the clock on offense. So I like the Bucks all around this year. I really do. I'm buying into the hype. Maybe I'm wrong to do so. I don't know. But I, I really am buying into the hype right now. And I think they'll be a very good team, whether Tom Brady's arm strength is as good as it was or not. So... In terms of fantasy, Tom Brady is probably going to be a top 10 fantasy option at quarterback because of all his weapons. Godwin and Mike Evans may hurt each other's production a little bit because, I mean, when you think about it, Jameis Winston, for all the slander he got, all the picks and stuff, he did throw for 5,000 yards, though, so... It's not likely Tom Brady throws for 5,000 yards. I say 4,500 yards for Tom Brady is reasonable. So so then, I mean, they're both probably going to experience a reduction in yards, especially Chris Godwin because Mike Evans had like 1,100 yards last year and missed time. So, I mean, I don't expect Godwin to put up the numbers he did again. But both are fantasy relevant, I'd say. Then when it comes to Gronk, I think he gets pretty severely overrated in terms of fantasy and Madden as well. But, I mean, O.J. Howard's going to be there. O.J. Howard could very well steal the job. We don't know what Gronk's going to look like, and I think a lot of people uh, overdraft Gronk, that's for sure, especially since there are three good tight ends in that room. And otherwise, I mean, Leonard Fournette's there, but it's probably going to be kind of a committee back there, and I don't really expect too much from him although Tom Brady does like throwing to his running backs just don't expect too much from Fournette don't expect Jaguars numbers from Fournette is what I'm saying then in terms of the 2021 draft they could try to draft Tom Brady's heir if the uh, situation is right I had them taking Travis Etienne though just going all in on Tom Brady with a running back and unless Leonard Fournette signs a long-term deal with them, then that's definitely possible. And I don't, I don't think I'd see them at adding to their defense. I think they'd go O-line, running back, quarterback, or maybe maybe even getting a wide receiver three. But I'd, I think they'd rather do that in the later rounds. I think those are the three primary options, I would say, just to help Tom Brady out, I think. So... 
So that's basically all of my analysis on the Bucks. I have them going 11 and 5, reminder, fifth seed in the NFC. So now you guys know who we have as our number one team in the NFC South, and that's the New Orleans Saints. I actually have them as the number one seed in the NFC as well at 13 and 3. And all around, they pretty easily have the best roster in the NFL, I think. So, Drew Brees, obviously a Hall of Famer. Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray in the backfield, uh, very deep. Michael Thomas, a wide receiver, led the league in receptions, not to mention set the single-season receptions record last year. And they added Emmanuel Sanders to complement him. They still got Traquan Smith, the young guy. Plus Jared Cook, a tight end, and, you know, God knows what they'll do with Taysom Hill. And they draft another tight end, I believe, Adam Troutman, who is a sleeper. And then they probably have the best O-line in the league. They drafted Cesar Ruiz with their first rounder. He'll probably play, I think they have him playing guard. And they've got Eric McCoy at center, second-year guy who's really good last year. Plus Andrus Pete, and then... Possibly the best tackle duo in the league in Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek. That O-line is absolutely stacked top to bottom. And they've got a lot of good skill position players. And if Alvin Kamara could stay healthy, especially. And Drew Brees. So that offense is filth. Their defense is probably not as good, but still very, very good. They've got Sheldon Rankins, Marcus Davenport, and Cam Jordan up front. Demario Davis, one of the most underrated linebackers, also part of that front seven, as well as Marshawn Lattimore at cornerback, one of the league's best cornerbacks right there. Janoris Jenkins, I believe, is coming back to compliment him. Plus, they added Malcolm Jenkins at safety. Plus, they have young guy, free safety. Marcus Williams, yeah, that's his name. Um, so, yeah, it's just difference makers all over the place. The Saints always choke in the playoffs, though. That's the one nick against them. But in the regular season, they should be absolutely nasty, especially if everybody stays healthy, including Breeze, Kamara, and their O-line. So just expect a monster season from them with proper health. So fantasy, Michael Thomas, quite clearly wide receiver one, plus Alvin Kamara is a top five running back if he can stay healthy. There have been rumors about back injuries, which is incredibly worrisome. Contract extension talks have been rumors all over the place. So, you know, it's just a little bit risky. It's kind of a Dalvin Cook-like pick. They're both on the same level of risk, I would say. Even though Alvin has been less often, less oftenly hurt, I still just think they're kind of on the same level at this point. So... And plus, Alvin Kamara's workload is a concern, so I don't know. I don't typically, I don't know, it's just risky. I mean, he can be really, really good for you, but the workload, health, that that concerns me, whereas Dalvin Cook's workload doesn't concern me at all, so I don't know. Just, if you're in PPR, then it's a, then it's a good pick, I would say. Just be aware of that. Then in terms of the draft, I think Drew Brees could very well retire after this year, so I think a quarterback could be on the table, maybe even a tight end because Jared Cook's contract expires, so I think the uh, Saints could go with either of those options, but I mean, they don't really need to draft anything really, so 
you know. They're just a very good team, top to bottom. Probably the best roster in the NFL, and I think they could go really far in the playoffs, especially if Drew Brees thinks he's retiring. Man, 20 minutes of straight talking, just off the cusp. Didn't have any notes or anything besides my standings predictions. That's all my knowledge on the NFC South right there. Just to recap, Panthers at 3-13, fourth in the division. Falcons at 9-7, third in the division. Buccaneers 11-5, second in the division, fifth in the NFC, making the playoffs as a wild card. And then the Saints having the best record in the NFC at 13-3. Getting home field advantage with that number one, or yeah, that number one seed. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. As always, check out the blog americansports.blog, and check out the YouTube just American Sports on uh, YT, Instagram at American Sports Blog, Twitter at American Sports N. And so yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Do all that stuff with Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, by the way. And hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Have a nice day. Peace out.